Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is Friendshipping. And the theme this week is... Being good at saying those words. Word to saying things, good best words. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Trin, I did the unthinkable this weekend. What? I did karaoke. No! I know. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Yes. What kind of karaoke? Yes, this is a very important. Thank you for that perfect follow-up question. She's beautiful and she's smart people. Okay, so it was Korean karaoke. So that's the room karaoke. Yes, exactly, which is why it is so much better because you shut in a room and you get really hot and sweaty, which is what happened to all of us, (laughs) and you're with your friends and you don't have to sing in front of strangers or perform. You can just sit there and dance. Or you can get up and sing one song with the help of like three other people. I love it. And to me, that song was Everywhere by Michelle Branch. That's wonderful. Well, you're everywhere to me, so. <laughs> Were they everywhere to you? Yeah. That is fantastic. I, I, I just feel like the one person standing up and putting on a show version of karaoke only really works for people who can really sing and theater kids. Yeah, exactly. Theater yeah. kids need that shit. Yeah, no, get, I get it out of your system. That's an appropriate place to get it out of your system. Yeah, like uh, the Korean version where you're sitting and like there's like four microphones being passed around and somebody's got a tambourine and somebody's got a harmonica. Did you have like a kuntramal? We did not, but I did uh, slap my knees a lot. Yay! So it's like I, I'm my own little instrument. You're the the. It's we got Jen Bane on percussion here. <laughs> <laughs> Jen Bane eating fries in the corner. Jen, I am a sleepy beast. Yeah. I am sleepy beast. I took Zedquil, which is Zquil in American, but my partner's Canadian and they say Zedquil. I still don't fully understand this. Is, I this don't is either. a Canadian language thing. Z's equal Z. Yeah. And so, okay. ZZ top. You know what? I was going to talk about like being tired, but honestly, let's talk about this weird shit first. Okay. So, zebras, Zed, Zebras. Zebras. They're probably not. But let's say they are. Zedbros. Like he says A to Z. Oh my God. I know. I'm like, looking up Z words right now. There's, there's this plant called a ZZ plant. And I was trying to describe it to him. And he's like, oh, I want to Google it. A ZZ plant. It's like, how do you spell it? Like Z-I-Z-I? I'm like, no, no, no. It's just Z-Z. And he goes, so Z-E, so Z-E-E, Z-E-E. I was like, no, just Z-Z. Oh my gosh. How do you guys get anything done in your house? Z Z. Never. Okay, so the word buzz. Yes. Bazedzet. Bazedzet. <laughs> That's how it works. That's the king's English. The word dits. Dessert. It's a. I kind of like that. I hate this. Hold and on. I'm looking up Scrabble. Oh my God. There are a lot of Z words in here. Are you just so, get- how does he say the word? I assume this comes up a lot. Uh, bestial, bestialized. I just assume that's not a word. That, or bast- bastardized. Bastardized? So. Bastard is this 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 is not working. Let's just <laughs> let's just go into the questions. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so we got some questions about small talk. Uh, and here's the first one. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. I just put together. We have questions about small talk and talking to one another, and we're very bad at it today. And we just we just bailed out of it. <laughs> We were just like, you know what? This isn't working. Pack it up. Move along. Don't you wish you could do that? That was yesterday, guys. My friend uh, who babysits often uh, recently told me that she babysat this like 
she was sitting this like six-year-old. They were like sitting at the table having a conversation while he was like eating cereal. And then she asked him like a question. He goes, we, we don't have to keep talking. I'm done talking now. And oh she was God. like, oh my God, that's so good. What Why can't good we do skill. that? Oh my God. So, okay, just to recap, Jen and I had failed banter, but now we're going to answer your questions. And we might fail at that too. About talking, okay. Hi, friendshippers. I understand that you should ask lightweight questions and not tell your whole life story to someone when you first meet them. So what are appropriate questions for someone you just met? How's the weather? Seems boring. And I'm worried that anything else I think up will be too much. I don't want to be too much. I want to be exactly enough. Please help. So, okay. There are many situations in which small talk is perfectly appropriate. Even if it feels boring, small talk is necessary. It's a necessary evil so people can feel out if they are comfortable or if they need to escape. Yeah. (laughs) And small talk isn't appropriate in every situation. Sometimes the appropriate thing to do is to not talk to the person at all. Yeah, man. That is always like the disclaimer of our entire existence, Trin. Right. When we when Trin and I do panels and like we're like, what is friendshiping? Why do you do this? We usually say like, this will help you meet friends, we hope. But here's our here's the thing. You don't have to have friends. You don't have to meet people at this convention. You do not have to be friends with anyone who's rude to you. And in this case, same applies. You do not have to make small talk with everyone. You really don't. And I think that one of the reasons why people hate small talk so much is because it happens when they don't want it. So small talk can happen like if you're trapped in an elevator with somebody. Small talk can happen when you are doing an interaction with a waiter or a waitress. Sometimes it is best to be perfectly professional, such as like when you're talking to a customer service person, that is not the right time to ask, how's the weather? How are you doing? And being in an elevator, this is a transient experience. You're not going to see this person again. Small talk is for when you are starting off a, not even necessarily a relationship, but starting off an interaction. Yeah, when you're starting, maybe leading into a deeper conversation. Small talk is not really for people that you are paying or can't escape. Yeah. So like it, you can totally say, hey, how are you to your barista? But you can't say, hey, how are you? Where do you go to school? <laughs> like they, there's probably a line behind you. Like they need, like you can't take up someone's space and time if they don't have a reasonable, polite way to dismiss you. Right. That reminds me of another um, great bastion of small talk, which is the conversation that you have with your hairdresser. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's another, that's a a situation in which small talk is perfectly appropriate. Yeah, you have to sit there. You have to sit there. It's one-on-one. You can even say something like, oh, you know what? I'm really tired today. Is it okay if I just zone out? I mean, that, that happens too. But that's one of those professional spaces where small talk is appropriate, even though it's not what we just described. My hairdresser always asks me if I have any trips planned for the year, which I think is a good question. And I'll, I'll tell him my answer and then I'll reciprocate the question. He's always got the most amazing trips planned. <laughs> he's going to Greece. He's going to Prague. He's been to London for 18 days. So that is a really good example of a good small talk question. Yeah, like it, it worked. It worked. Like an, a, a good small talk question can be a question that you have a very good answer to because it gives the person that you are talking to an opportunity to They have an easy question to ask, which is what you just asked them, and you already have your answer lined up. Here's an example of one that did not work with my hairdresser. I was getting my hair done like the Friday before Christmas. So like the the mood was festive. People (laughs) people were uh, leaving work to take like 12 days off or something. So people were like getting ready for their holiday parties and stuff like that. So he asked me, you going to any parties tonight? (laughs) And the answer was no. Like, no. No, I'm not actually. And then his answer was, I've, going, I've been invited to five tonight. 
Wow. And he also told me one of them started at midnight. And I was like, I don't know how to respond to this without insulting this person. Right. Such as, are you kidding me? Or why would you do that? Who the hell does that? Yeah. Or why did you get invited to five parties? Are these celebrities? Are you lying? (laughs) That's the other thing is that, so there are plenty of times with small talk where people make shit up. (laughs) That's so true. I remember one time I was on the on a plane to New York with my mother. I was 15 years old, and a gentleman was sitting uh, next to us in the aisle seat. My mom was in the middle, and I was in the window. My mom and I had so much Dramamine, we could barely keep our eyes open, and she had to field questions from this guy the entire plane oh, ride. Oh, no. That is one of the— oh, You God. can't escape that. Uh, you know what? I was gonna, I was gonna like, like make this into like a tale, like we had a, an ending with like a moral conclusion. But I am so distressed thinking about that, yeah, and having to deal with small talk when you are drugged. Um, uh, don't do it. So your question, going back to it, was what are some appropriate questions for someone you just met? Okay, so I like that you use the word appropriate because there are definitely some that are not appropriate. Let's set the scene. So the traditional small talk conversation, the traditional appropriate small talk conversation happens in a place where you've got two people who are equally free to leave and who are equally interested in potentially speaking. So this could be you're in a big group of people and you're at a conference. You know, we've got C2E2, PAX East, bunch of games and uh, industry conferences coming up. I'm sure that there are industries that have conferences in this season as well. This is the travel season. Maybe you are in a bar where there are people who want to hook up. I don't know. Like, what do young people do? I don't know. Well, there are. There. What I'm saying is that there will be appropriate situations where you will talk to people. Okay. So, first off, introduce yourself. Yeah. When in doubt, introduce yourself and say your name. Hi, I'm Benji. Hi, I'm Toby. Hi, Toby Diaperman. Toby T. Diaperman. Yeah, I mean, there's always the moment where you're like, does, well, not always the moment, but often in situations, you're like, I kind of know that person. I've seen that person before. They probably don't know my name, but I know theirs. Just introduce yourself. Just assume no one knows who you are. You can also say like, oh, you look familiar. Uh, Just in case we haven't met before, I'm Trin. Yeah. Oh, man. Plus, you are helping people around you if you say your name. Because yes. other people will, you know, that really relaxes people when they when they are reminded of your name without having to ask. If I have met someone once before or zero times before, yeah. I will always start off with saying my name. And you can even give a little bit of a detail. So if you're at a conference and like say it's a mixer at a conference. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Trin. I'm I'm here with Kickstarter. Uh, yeah, that's good. Give some context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, so who are you here with? Or uh, I never say. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, hi, I'm here. I'm not part of Cards Against Humanity. Oh, right. That's like a because. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, you could say a few things, or like, um, hi, I, I'm Trin. I'm I'm new here. I haven't been to Boston that often. I'm from Chicago. Do you, are you from around? I like that. Yeah, that's good. Give people uh, some information before you ask for theirs. I think that that's a good way to start off. And they can just decline as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so let's, let's talk. So introduce yourself. You know what we should have talked about before introducing ourselves? What? Uh, the setting and body language. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I wrote down two things to consider when you are making small talk. One is the setting. That is literally where you are. What is your place? If you are volunteering at a food pantry and it is extremely crowded and there is a long line, 
that is probably not appropriate for small talk. The other thing is body language. If you are at this uh, food bank and someone is carrying a hot vat of gravy, that yeah. is probably not when you stick out your hand and ask, mm. how are you? That is when you ask, can I help? How can I help? Can, can, I, I, can, my, I, help, can I help carry that's that? That's when you stick your hand out and put it right in, in the, the gravy. gravy. Can I put my hand in this gravy? And then you lick Thank your Thank you hand. for asking. Yes, you may. You lick your hand. You lick the gravy from your hand while looking directly <laughs> in their eyes very intensely. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, that covers setting and body language. I think Trin just gave some perfect advice. So other body language to look out for. Somebody who's just milling about, like, you know, eating something or drinking a drink. Someone mingling. Mingling. You know, adults love to have parties where people stand around and hold drinks. I hate them. Standing parties. I like sitting parties. Yeah. But uh, but yes, there are, you will be in so many standing parties in your life. Even uh, a wedding, a wedding starts off with standing. um, With standing. And then sitting and then standing and then sitting and then dancing and then sitting. Exactly. Um, It's like church. Uh, a smile. They may smile your way. Yeah, they might uh, hold eye contact and then just say hello. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't need to hold eye contact and then swiftly look away. You know, another thing to consider is if people are looking at their phone or if they seem bored, that is not an invitation to interrupt. I agree. Okay, I have a theory. You know how men love to tell women to smile? Yes. And that has not gone away. But there's like this new fun trend where men tell women to get off their phones. Are this you happened for to real? me twice. What? Twice. And it's when? it's in the same tone of voice that one might say, why don't you smile more? It is, why don't you ever get off your phone? Who is saying this to you? Strangers? Yeah, yeah. Strangers. What? Yeah, yeah. Like, like on passing a bus? by. Passing by. Like um, one time I was waiting for a cab and I was waiting for a cab, but I was like at a bus stop and a guy said that to me. You know, bus stop, not speaking of setting, not a great place to meet no, friends. No, 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 no. Anyway, uh, don't assume people want your small talk. Oh my God. Can we talk about this phone thing? What do you, so let's talk about, I think it's because I'm young looking and I'm, I'm a short person. Well, so here's the thing though. I want to think of a good response to the get off of your phone. That's not go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. I mean, the last time a man told me to smile, I said, don't tell me to smile. And it didn't do anything. Like he kept making conversations. It sucks. And then I walked away. I think maybe the thing you said was stupid. Or just no. Yeah. No. God. But now I keep thinking about like really shitty small talk interactions I've had. Like one time I was putting on um, some makeup before a vagina monologues performance in college. And this guy with his daughter, his young daughter was like four or something. Was He says to me, he's like, you don't need all that makeup. No. And I said something. It's I didn't, none of your business. I, I said something like it's none of your business or yeah. whatever. But I wish I was just like, it's my face. Yeah, Like please. what do you need makeup? Nobody needs makeup. But yeah. I'm choosing to put it on. And that's not up to you. Well, your choices aren't to be respected, Trin. Oh, my God. Sometimes I hate random men. Oh, random men. Um, I like the question, how do you know the host? Yeah. If you're at a, if you're at a party or setting or something like where there is a host, I think that's a good question to ask. Yeah. Um, if you're at like a work conference, I mean, I mean, where do you work seems like a little presumptuous, but like what brings you here? I was just about to say what brings you here is a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I tried not to assume anything about another person's job or livelihood or anything because it can get, you can just be so wrong and you can reveal your your biases, which yeah. I hate. Instead of like, what did you major in? You should ask like, did you go to school? Like yeah. plenty of smart people have not gone to school and they're in way less debt than I am. <laughs> 
I like, um, what do you like to do? Yes. Um, How do you like of, to spend your time? Right. Instead of what do you do? Um, because it's in, increasingly, um, you know, younger professionals, uh, the line between what you do and like what you do for a job and like what your hobbies are can be blurred. But that's a good way to broach that topic, I feel like. Yeah, because they can kind of pick and choose. They can pick the answer they like the most. Somebody very insecure might say like, oh, I don't, they're all boring stuff. I don't, I just watch TV. Nobody really means that though. Yeah. Yeah. And, um. Try not to insult yourself when yeah. you're making small talk. Like, do you have hobbies or passions? Um, it's like, oh, I don't do anything. Like, oh, do you have a dog or a cat or a kid? You yeah, know? <laughs> you have you have something. You do. You do have something that you're that you like talking about. Yeah, and if it's watch TV all the time, then ha- are you a Survivor fan? Yeah, then I have something to say to you, which is me too. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about some things that you don't want to say. Trent and I have covered this topic a couple times throughout the years, which is don't don't do the third date conversation. Yes. Don't go too deep. Small talk means not big stuff. And I think people will hear that and be like, yeah, of course not. But let's talk about what that really means. Right. Like uh, a good one is what do your tattoos mean? Oof. That can be very personal. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that the asker did acknowledge that you, you don't tell your whole life story, but also don't ask questions that require that person to give away details that may be very personal. Yeah. So like the tattoos question, what do your tattoos mean? Oh man, I remember one time I went through a TSA line and I had my sleeves rolled up and this guy was like, oh, you know what I'm going to ask you. Oh, Christ. And I, and I had no idea. Yeah. I like, and I was like, wait, what? What do you mean? He's like, you know. And I was like, I legitimately don't know what you want to ask me. Can I get into Canada? And he's like, well, what are your, your tattoos? Like, what about them? Wow. And I was like, and I just wave off. Oh, they're personal. They have personal meeting or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which is a really good way to wave off that conversation. Usually people stop asking And you. be polite about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a really nice answer. Um, but yeah, like I get why you want to ask where the mysterious scar came from. Where did the mysterious scar? It's shaping the lightning bolt on your forehead. <laughs> I get you want to say like, what got you into wearing capes? Actually, cape question, totally valid. That might be a good one to ask, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, That's yeah. why this is tricky. And uh, they might say it's personal. They might say, I wear capes for personal reasons. <laughs> and you respect that. <laughs> um, and you can also like tie that into a compliment. Like, I love your style. Yes, I think that's awesome. Not I dig your ass. Yeah, that is very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If when in doubt, if you're gonna, well, when in doubt, don't do the compliment on someone's appearance. Mm-hmm. But if you are practice and you you've done this before and you feel confident, you can compliment someone's appearance by commenting a choice they've made. I really like your sweater. Where'd you get it? That's much different than that sweater hugs your every curve. Things like you know what you just seem friendly or something like that. Like you just you seem so friendly. That's so sweet. Yeah, I've mentioned the airport many times already in this conversation. Airport is where things go down, though. It is. I spend a lot of time in airports, and occasionally somebody will come up to me asking me for help because I think it's because I look kind of look like a teacher. Like, I'll be wearing, like, a cardigan or whatever, and also, like, I'm a white lady, so, like, the, everybody finds me very non-threatening. And somebody said, you seem like you could help. And that is such a lovely way to like fold in a compliment into talking to somebody. I love that. So like you seem friendly. I heard you uh, laughing across the room and you seem to be having such a nice time. I thought I'd come over and join you guys. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. That's a really good one. 
groups of people are easier to talk to than individuals. I totally agree. Especially at like we, we're bringing up like work conventions and conferences and stuff. That's usually when I find myself where I don't know anyone in the room or I just know one person. And that is when I take a swig of red wine <laughs> and I just go join a group and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to crash this for a little bit. Yeah. Can I can I join your crew for a little while? I know nobody here. Yeah. 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 And say it with a smile on your face because, you know, you could be a little self-deprecating without diminishing yourself. If it turns out they're not exactly your vibe, just go to the bathroom and then go to the other side of the room. Yeah. There's something to be said for, oh, I'm going to go get some more water. Yes. Yeah. Make the make the casual escape. Yes, absolutely. And then you, hopefully you'll be adopted. Yeah, adopted. Will you guys adopt me into your friend group? Yeah, t- can I be your temporary uh, stepsister? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit more about stuff that maybe you should steer away from or at least tread a little carefully. I would say try not to swear. Oh, that is such a good one, and I'm bad at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's very common. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, that's very good. You don't know anyone's boundaries or their beliefs or anything, so why make them uncomfortable accidentally? Right. I think people listening to this podcast probably know. I I curse quite a bit. It's just like I pepper my, my language with it. But in small talk, that can make people feel uncomfortable. But it also can be a a wink in. And what I mean is, you know that moment where you're talking to somebody from work and they drop the F-bomb for the first time and you're like, oh, you're a person too? Yeah, yeah. Cool. So when that does happen, it feels like another like mini step. Yeah, man, I know what you mean. Like there's a moment where someone says something and you go, oh, I could be your friend. It happened to me the other day when I was picking up Mavi, from, Mavi, my dog, from doggy daycare. We take her a couple of times a week because she has so much energy that she just can't stay home. Otherwise, she will terrorize us. <laughs> um, so anyway, I was picking her up and Mavi was wearing a red bandana. And this woman that was like giving Mavi over to me was like, I just love that Mavi wears different bandanas every day. And I was Aww. like, I know, she's so fashionable. And she was like, I just bought a bandana for my dog too. And it's a pride bandana, which is so funny because they don't even know. And I was like, oh, we could totally be friends. Yeah, yeah, you bought a pride bandana for your dog? Hello. Like, that's so me. So like, there's a moment when you reveal something about yourself and it just clicks. Oh man, that reminds me. So I had this old friend that I hadn't seen for 15 years. Backstory, I used to have Tiet for Humanity as a teen and he went with and he was one of like the older kids who kind of like knew what was going on. So I was like 14, he was like 19 or whatever. And he was a very like big brother kind of dude, but I hadn't seen him since I was like, you know, 14 or whatever. I I was in a store and he was working there. We had known each other through the context of doing Habitat for Humanity through our Catholic church. And he had a pride watch strap on. He was like, oh, do you remember me? I was like, yeah, I remember you. Let's talk about how we're so gay. And it was great. That's awesome. (laughs) You can find your people. You know what the moral of this story is? is when somebody is like wearing something, I think that that's a choice that you can bring up. Agreed, yeah. Like your Megadeth t-shirt, bring it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it could be a conversation piece. Or like, uh, I like your chucks. Do you like Jimmy Eat World? (laughs) (laughs) That's not that big of a leap, actually. It's really not. You you probably do. (laughs) So I guess like all in all, it, it seems so hard to think of lightweight questions. But really, the the boundary is just don't dig too deep. You want to massage the surface. You don't want to shovel into the core. I think that's good. Yeah, exactly. Nice visual, too. Also, don't massage anyone. Yeah, no touchy. At any you time. know that. No touchy. So question two? Let's do it. Jen and Trin, I'm so excited and I'm so scared. Me too. I'm going to my very first fan convention very soon. And I can't wait. My favorite comics creator of all time, who shall remain unnamed to protect the innocent, in all caps, will be there doing a signing. And he's literally the whole reason I decided to go. 
so I'm meeting my hero, and I don't know what to say to him. I want to tell him how important his work has been to my life, but, like, he doesn't know me? He has no reason to care, right? Should I tell him stuff? Like, personal stuff? I don't want to be that fan, but I also don't want to miss an opportunity to thank and appreciate a person who has been important to me in times of woe. Do you have any tips? Oh, do we ever. We super do. This is so our wheelhouse. Okay, so it is not inappropriate to tell this person that their work has meant a lot to you. I think that's totally okay. I think that's lovely. Creators love that. If I know anything about creators, it's that they believe like one in every 10 compliment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So like you could be the compliment that they actually believe and take to heart. Isn't that worth taking the chance? God, it might be fewer than that. Yeah. And plus you said it's a fan convention. So that is an important note here. Um, The creator is opting in to interface with fans. And you mentioned a signing. So that's even more like something they signed up for, something that they put time in their schedule to talk to people. Yeah. There is stuff to keep in mind though. Like keep it quick especially if there is a line. Oh, yeah. Even if there isn't a line, actually. Keeping it quick, I think, is good for, like, any interactions you have with a human being. Like, the more you can kind of condense things, really, the the better. Because you are respecting their time and their presence when you do that. Yeah, so don't don't do the thing where you linger. Don't linger near their table. Booth barnacle. Booth barnacle. (laughs) Don't barnacle yourself onto them. I think that's Pat Bear's... uh, Yeah, that's what he calls it. Yeah, Yeah, booth barnacle. So like, so you mentioned that they're doing a signing, which Jenna completely agree with you. Like they blocked off a time for interacting with fans. That is what that is for. And it would not be inappropriate for you to bring something to sign. The difference would be is if this was say like, because you, you said a comics creator and oftentimes um, comics creators will have like a table in an artist alley or they'll have a booth and that is where they'll be conducting business at the same time as talking to fans. And so you kind of have to be very aware of everything that's happening. You can't get in the way of a business transaction because this is how they, they earn a living. And if you want them to keep making comics, you need to allow them to sell things. So a booth barnacle is somebody who sticks around that table for just like way too long. And sometimes they will do that after receiving some soft nose or like, or, you know, being kind of shuffled off. And it's just another way that you want to be aware of how much space and time you're taking up. Because they are there to work. Yes. Yes. They're to peddle their wares. And you are not. And also you mentioned the uneven power dynamics of you being a fan and them being a creator. But also acknowledge the unfair power dynamics of they are in a business and if they look bad to you or if they react negatively, you might stop being a patron of them. Oh, that's true. And they're, they could be there on someone else's dime. Yes. Or not. They could be paying their way there too, which means they probably really want to take advantage of every minute they have. Right, right, right. So you said that their work has gotten you through times of woe. I don't know how much detail you're going to want to go into specifically times of woe. Because people are not all equipped to deal with that kind of information about somebody they don't know. Yes, most especially in a crowded convention center. But, right. But anywhere too, out on the sidewalk if you see them or if you spot them in a coffee shop, you don't. I don't think you should go into detail of what your woe is. You also don't know what their triggers are. So even though they are powerful and important and they are creators, they still are people. And if you're talking about I don't even want to mention anything because I don't want to trigger any of our of our audience. Um, but mentioning something that is significantly emotionally traumatic to you can be significantly emotionally traumatic to somebody else. So I hate to say this, but I think that you should gloss over the details and put your emotions into your adjectives instead. 
Jen, do you want to do this? Oh, I would love to. Can you be the creator? Yes. I what would... have I created? Oh, a mess. A mess. I've created <laughs> no, some no, sort no, of big no. mess. Oh, I know what you are. What? Oh my okay. god. You're I want you to be a rock star. Like I want you to be like um Ooh. you know in Scott Pilgrim, he's got the ex who was like a singer. Vaguely. It's been a while since I've seen that. She, she basically uh it's Brie Larson and she essentially plays the lead singer of Metric. Oh, sure. So you're very cool. Oh, cool. Like you're like Let's all pretend. Really cool. And you wrote a song, a deeply emotional song that most people assume is about an abusive relationship that you had in the past and getting through it and being like really strong. And I obviously that spoke to me because of my shared experiences. So we have, I have an understanding of your background and I know a lot about you, but you don't know anything about me. All right, scene. Is this good or bad? Is it going to go well? So here's the thing. I can't see a situation in which the creator is going to like be mean to you. Yeah, uh, except if they are um, having a really bad day. Or a dick. Yeah. They could just be a dick. They could just be a dick. But they are people, and they are there at work, so they might be impolite to you. We can get to that. For now, let's just assume neutral to positive. Okay. Because, uh, and, and it just for the asker, like, it will almost definitely be neutral to positive. Yep. It might be a tiny bit awkward. Yeah. But it, but that's fine. It is. It's inherently awkward. You're asking, like, you're talking to someone you haven't met. But anyway, let's go. Okay. Hi. Hi. It's, hello. I'm Trin. Oh, hi. Thank Good you. to meet you. Hi. I know your name. I mean, obviously, you're Jen Dangerous, but um, I, uh, I, I brought uh, this record for you to sign, if you could please. Oh, I'd be happy to. Let me get out my Sharpie. Thank you so much. Um, I, I just wanted to say, since I've got this little opportunity, how much your music has truly meant to me. And I know that people probably tell this to you all the time. I just want to put my name on that list of people who have told you how amazing you are. Thank you. Um, we have some shared experiences um, from what I understand about, you know, that banger that you put out. Um, uh, lady is so awesome. You know Lady is so awesome. Yeah, I'm familiar with that song. Oh, yeah. You wrote it. I did. Right. Yeah. Top 40 hit, Lady is so awesome. <laughs> um, but I, I just want to encourage you to, you know, continue letting your personal experience shine because it really spoke to me and got me through some hard times. Wow. Thank you so much for taking the time to say that. Thank you so much for coming to Chicago. I can't believe you came to C2E2. Yeah. I love I love Chicago. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Here's your record back. It was really nice meeting you. And thank you for saying so many nice things. Yeah. Cool. See, that went well. Right. You got you got your point across. I got my point you across. Got your, you, the nice things were said. I, I allowed myself to be a little overwhelmed and awkward. A little gushy. And Absolutely. That's what they're there for, you know. And 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 it's okay. Like they again, they have. This is almost definitely not the comic creators for signing. No, 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 no. And uh, yeah, I think that's a good point. Like they might be overwhelmed too, but I I think that is the perfect time to say something nice. Let's do this again with you are uh, Jen Dangerous, the uh, uh, world-renowned fiction writer, and it's a really long line. Okay. And I'm near the end of the line. Okay. Um, okay, and if we don't hurry, the people behind you might not get a chance. Yes. Because I'm being ushered away. Yes. Got it. But also this means that I've had a lot of time to think about what I want to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Cool. Hey! Hi, Jen Dangerous. Uh, my name is Trin. I would love it if you would sign this book for me, please. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'd be happy to. While you take the time to sign, I just wanted to tell you, uh, your work is incredible. And I know you hear it a lot. And I'm sure that these exact words oh, will be wow. mimicked by someone behind me. Um, but thank you again. And would you mind, can I shake your hand? Yeah, I could shake hands. 
I'm gonna don't be offended, buddy. I'm gonna put some Purell on afterwards. It's oh. not you. It's just the convention. Oh, uh, 100%. In fact, let me take a little squeeze of that. Oh my gosh, I just sh- shared Purell with Jen Dangerous. This is the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Never wash that hand. Oh, wait, you just did. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry to rush you. This I want to make sure everyone gets a chance, but thank you so much for taking the time to say something so nice. Absolutely. And your line is long because you are great. Oh my God. See, like it's- That also went well. Was that supposed to go badly? Was I supposed to be mean? No, because like- Just I, a little rushed. Again, like I just, it, the the context of a person knowing they're getting into this, like I think if, if any, ask her if you take anything away from this, like you, the comics creator is not going to be mean. Yeah, I just don't see how, not in this, not when the setting is designed for this. Yeah. Um, another thing about the setting I, that it just occurred to me, pay attention to the rules of the signing because they may not have been set up by the creator. Some conventions are like, you can't bring anything to sign that wasn't bought here or oh, something yeah. like that. Like, But th- those rules will be made very clear and I'm sure you'll be aware of them. They're not necessarily the rules the creator even likes, but you should respect them. So I actually cosplayed as Rose Red from Fables at C2E2 a really long time ago. C2E2 is just a comics convention out here in Chicago. And the one of the, the creators of Fables was at the con, and I, I actually got in line. I was the last person in the line because I didn't know it was happening. I just, you know, and I didn't have anything for him to sign. And he was like, I have to sign something for you. You look amazing as Rose oh, Red. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, and I had a sword because she has a sword. And so he signed my sword. You know? That's awesome. Uh, And he actually remembered signing my sword. Like, I saw him on Twitter. I think that if you want to have, like, a positive, like, uh, unique interaction, something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. The signing will go well. I really think it'll be fine. If you see your favorite creator after show hours or even during convention hours, and they happen to be with, like, their children or they're having a one-on-one conversation that's, like, people are close talking to someone. Don't do the thing where you haunt nearby like a ghost and like yes. wait for their time. I know it's tempting, but what could happen is a line could form. And that could be really bad and really, really awkward, especially if they need to dash off. I will never forget seeing Will Wheaton at my first time at Gen Con. I remember that too. It, it haunts me how disturbing it was. There was oh, a literal wow. line of people following him. It was like, it's like he was a caterpillar. There was a line of people snaked around the convention just following him wherever he went. The Will Wheaton parade. Fucked up, man. It was very, very strange. Whoa. Yeah, it made me feel so weird to even see it. So, I mean, I guess the moral of that story is that you are only entitled to the time that you are given in the line. Yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, it may be more that you need to write a really good fan letter rather than you want to get this interaction out in a signing. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. If you have a lot to say, and again, we, we still think maybe don't go too personal, that we still lean on the side of being more cautious and withholding some personal details because you don't know what could be triggering to them. I agree. But yes, a letter or an email might be more appropriate. Yeah. And then, you know, and then and a big part of that is getting that out of your system even. And I'm not saying that it's bad to want to share how somebody has helped your life. I'm reiterating that time is at a premium, energy is, is at a premium, and if they wrote something that helped you in times of woe, then it's probably something sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uplifting, but dark. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah, and remember that even though you feel an incredible kinship with this person, you don't know this person that well. Right. Um, and that does not mean, that does not diminish their work or your connection to it. Maybe even makes it stronger knowing that you have something in common with this person. Uh, but remember that they are a person who gets hungry and moody. Yeah. And smelly. Mm-hmm. And uh, might be a little bit sick. Everyone gets sick at conventions. So all of this to keep in mind, your hero is still a human. 
Oh my gosh, that reminds me. One time I was in line um, for um, Jeff Jacks. I think that's how you say his last name, who makes questionable content. Nice. And he was rubbing his wrists, being like, oh gosh, you know, he's like, I, I want to, and he shouts to the line, I want to draw something for everyone. My hands just hurt. Give me one second. And I remember somebody like four people behind me shouts, I have been gay. And and he's like, are you kidding that me? That is delightful. And like he gave him some Ben gay and like we all cheered. It was like outstanding. That's awesome. Um, what else? I've got some good, like, cute fan stories like that. I met Michael Phelps a couple times. What? A couple times? Yeah. Wait, more than one yeah, time? Yeah, So I, uh, I was, uh, a, a young teen in the 2004 Olympics and I just became obsessed with it. I just like loved, I just loved watching Olympics that year, especially swimming. That was like his first year where he was super, super good. So I went to a swim meet in the, a couple swim meets in the years after the Olympics and he was so nice. Like I remember the story of teen Jen being really into Michael Phelps, yeah. but I don't, so you met him two times? Yeah. So I met him at a swim meet, like he was doing his thing. And at the swim meet when he like did amazing, he was like, he like, he, he went up to like where his fans are sitting and goes, I'll be back. He points us and he says, I'll be right back. So he had to like go cool down and whatever. And then he came back and he did, he was signing stuff. And then the second thing that happened was at a different swim meet. Um, I was like, I already met him. It's all good. A lot of people should meet him. But I went out to lunch and he just walked in the restaurant. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This oh is God. weird. So I was actually with my dad. It was very cute. Something my dad and I bonded over was him take, my dad would drive me to swim meets because I couldn't even drive at this point. So I was like, oh my God, dad, that's Michael Phelps sitting right there. And my dad was like, no, it's not. I was like, yeah, it is. I can't believe that's him. So of course, as like Michael Phelps and his like crew of hot women and men, because they're all swimmers, were sitting down. Uh, we were like getting up to leave and my dad passed by the table and was like, I just want you to know my daughter's a huge fan. And uh, he and it was like not he shouldn't interrupt someone at lunch, but it's my dad, so like dads, dads, dads and moms get a pass to embarrass their children. And in passing, being like, my daughter loves you. Yeah, it was on the way out, and he was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. It was very cute. That is really sweet. I have another celebrity story. Tell me, tell me, tell me. So, um, one time I went to go see Cursive, um, at a like it was a college show, um, some college I didn't go to, I don't know where. And I was getting lunch before the show with all my friends, and at the table next to us was Tim Casher and Cursive, and like their girlfriends or whatever. And my uh, partner at the time had a uh, cursive tattoo. Um, they had ugly organ tattooed on themselves. And, uh, and we were all like freaking out really quietly. Like, what do we do? What do we do? And this is before cell phones. So we couldn't like sneak pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so my ex is like putting their arm behind their back, like scratching, trying to show oh, the tattoo. Accidentally. It was so, so, so funny. Uh, but what we ended up doing, because we like, we all decided, it was like eight of us. And we decided we are not interrupting them. We are them. not going to bother them. We're not going to bother them. We're going to see them play show in like an hour. But when Cursive left the restaurant, we all waved. And we were like, we love you. We're going to see you at the show in a bit. And then, and then they all like laughed. And they're like, see you later, guys. That's really cute. Which was really, really cute. Like I, the cutest interactions with celebrities happen when you remember that they are people and not just the person who created Property. the thing you love. Right. And the person, yeah. And the best ones also happen quickly. Yes. So I know, I just want to back up a little bit. I know, and we can wrap up here. You know when I said, don't interrupt creators, if they're with their family, having a private conversation. On the other hand, how cool could you make that person look to their friends? <laughs> okay, this wouldn't work for uh, uh, Brie Larson. But it w if you ever see me in Chicago and you don't come up and say, I recognize you, I and I'm with a group of friends, you got to fucking do it. Remember that one time someone at Chicago Diner recognized you? Yeah. yeah. Like that is, oh my fucking God. Oh my gosh. Don't piss up the opportunity to make me look cool in front of my friends. The sweetest 
uh, person in the whole world, this waitress. I was having just like lunch with a friend and she's like, I recognized your voice from Friendshiping. I'm a huge fan of the show. Here's a cookie. And that I was is like, just, uh, I mean, we're talking about that still. Yeah, it was yeah, just that so is sweet. A, that is amazing. And it was such a, a like a like a sidebar too. Yes, you know? yes. Like it was because she was our waitress and if she said it in the beginning, it would have been like a little, not, not weird, like it would have been fine, but I think it was better because she's like, I, I realized it as we were talking. Here's a cookie. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Cute. Yeah, it was, it was very good. Okay, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell a story that I have heard and I believe to be true. I don't have enough time to Google it, and we're going to leave it in either way, oh, even if it's idea. false, because the story is so good. So Rodney Dangerfield and Frank Sinatra were like kind of buds, but not like tight. Did they have a podcast? They, they were having a show together. And Rodney, I think, was opening up for Frank Sinatra. And Rodney Dangerfield really wanted to impress this girl. So he's like, Frank, 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 if you can help me out here. Uh, I'm going to go talk to that, that blonde lady over there. Uh, and when I do, um, can you, like, you know, just come over and, like, and say hi? I, w- I want her to know I know you. I think it'll, like, you know, impress her. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, anything for you, buddy. No big deal. And so Rodney Dangerfield's talking to this lady and, like, chatting her up or whatever. And Frank Sinatra comes by. And he's like, uh, oh, hey, oh, hey, Rodney. And like, and like, oh, who's your friend? And Rodney Dangerfield goes, not now, Frank. I'm having a conversation. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Frank Sinatra just like, like, like kind of like walks away and like laughs it off or whatever. But like, isn't that the best thing you've that's ever so heard? fucking good. I hope that story is true. Oh, man. I will Google it after the that's episode. That's brilliant. So Jen's going to go to a meeting. And also this, this episode is over. So. Now we're just talking about celebs. Now we're having fun celeb time. Here's the moral of the story is you probably won't mess this up. Yeah, like, you'll be good. Do your best. Talk to them like a person. And I, everybody who listens to Friendshiping is very emotionally capable anyway. Whatever. You're perfect. <laughs> this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can. At do Friendship. If you want to send us a question, please do. We are actually, um, I think we need questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could use some more new ones. Yeah, yeah. Some of the old ones we have, um, if you send a question and we haven't answered it and now we're asking for questions, don't be too offended because there are many reasons why we haven't gotten to it. One, it might not be something we can do and two, it might just be too fucking long. Or it might hurt us. Or it might be. (laughs) Some some of the questions are, this happens, too close to our lives. Oh yeah, if they're too close to our lives, we're just like, good luck guys because we don't know either. Fuck if we know. (laughs) Uh, Thank you to Ian Parman for editing, to Lauren Gallagher for designing, to Alex Cox for making the studio work, to Monica Verma for being our agent, and to Molly Lewis for singing, and to all y'all out there for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem.